Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. Father, we come before you this evening with thanksgiving and praise. You are the one true living God, Lord. There's none like you. There are no other gods. The other gods are the imagination of men, Lord, who make their gods after stone and wood. But Lord God, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, beautiful mountains around us, the sweet hills that we get to look at, and the deserts that we get to enjoy. And uh, even though the, the little the stream, the river at Whitewater, Lord, the water that comes down from the mountains, Lord, you give life to the earth lord it all stems from you and we're grateful that we have this place tonight that you have provided a place where we can come together in unity and worship you edify one another study your word and grow and lord we know that we have an enemy of our souls and satan is your enemy and he's ours and he doesn't want us to receive and uh, the dark forces don't want us to hear to listen or to grasp They certainly don't want us to be doers of your word, but I pray that they would be bound and that we all would be just free to receive your word tonight, Lord. I can do nothing without you, so please strengthen me and be with us all. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 19, please. 2 Kings chapter 19. So King... Sennacherib of Assyria has come up against the southern kingdom of Judah. His troops took the fortified cities of Judah and King Hezekiah of Judah whose name means the Lord is strength is a, is, was a good king guys. One of the best kings. There was actually the Bible says that there was no king better before him or afterwards. That he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, like his father David. But when the Assyrians came against the fortified cities of Judah, we see Hezekiah falter. He is a man of God. He he brought back the worship of the Lord. He did away with the false worship of the. Uh, of the idols in the land he, he was an amazing king but somewhere along the way Hezekiah this good king lost his way and even though the Bible says he was one of the best that doesn't mean that he was perfect King David in whom he was measured up against 
the greatest king of Israel was a great king, a man after God's own heart, but we all know that David, King David was not perfect. Amen? So in our story, we see that for some reason, Hezekiah, rather than seeking God when the Assyrians came, and the Assyrians were cleaning house everywhere. They were the most powerful empire at the time. They had already taken Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel, into captivity. The southern Judah is the only one left. And when they came, Hezekiah tried to appease them by giving them whatever the price tag was. Tried to appease them by paying them off. So he gave them tons and tons of gold and silver. And he even took some out of his own treasury, the treasury of the palace. And then sadly, he took the, the silver, the gold, off of the doors of the temple. And that's what his father had done. Remember previously, his father was a wicked king. And, and here's Hezekiah, this godly king. But he lost his way. He lost his way. And so, um, you know, there's that lesson that we need to strive to be faithful to the Lord to the end there's the lesson of never try to appease or give in to Satan Satan can never be satisfied you give him a foot and he'll take your soul and that's how we ought to look at the dark forces and the temptations of this world and Satan don't appease him don't give him anything but resist him and seek the Lord and the devil will flee that's a promise so we see Hezekiah falter when his things got even more serious for Judah because after he paid uh, the king of Assyria about a year later they went further into Judah to the very walls of Jerusalem camped out there the messengers of of the king of Assyria were ridiculing King Hezekiah they were mocking the Lord they were boasting in their victories over the other nations saying to the three ambassadors of Hezekiah we conquered everybody they all had gods and none of their gods saved them you think your God's going to save you? And just mocking the Lord, mocking Hezekiah, telling the ambassadors, don't listen to Hezekiah if he tells you to trust in the Lord. And so we read that after this, and these guys preached it in Hebrew so that the men on the wall can hear and it just spread through the rank and file of Judah that these three ambassadors of Hezekiah, his three men, they tore their clothes in a sign of great anguish and despair, like we're done. That's a sign of we're, we're, we're done, we're helpless, we're at the end of ourselves. To tear their clothes was a public sign. And they did this and they went back to Hezekiah. And that's where we're at in our story. Verse 1. We read, and so it was when King Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes. 
covered himself in sackcloth, which was rough material that would itch. Like uh, to to like it was like self-affliction to wear. It's like wool or something, something rough. I don't know material, but you, you get the point, right? Itchy, rough. So he tears his clothes. He sees his ambassadors. He sees his, his friends. And this is the state of affairs. And he rips his own clothes as well. The king, in a, in a sign of, of, of humility and anguish, he tears his clothes. And it says here that he went into the house of the Lord. And I wonder how long it had been since Hezekiah went into the house of the Lord. How long had it been? Oh, I love reading about his reforms. They were so wonderful. They swept up the temple. They got all the rubbish out. They, they, they reinstituted the sacrifices. They, they called the priests and the Levites to purify themselves so that they can serve the Lord. They sent runners throughout Israel to call the people to come back to the temple. It's open. It's back open. Come back. We're going to do this. It was a beautiful time and he was a beautiful man. It says that everything he did prospered because he honored the Lord. And Jesus, in the same way, says to us in our relationship with him, if we abide in Christ and he in us, we shall bear much fruit. For without him we can do nothing. Just to be close to the Lord, intimate with him every day, we're bound to prosper. You are bound to prosper. So in a sense, I kind of believe in prosperity ministry. No, no I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I'm not saying here God is going to give you a mansion and a Rolls Royce if you abide in Christ. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that spiritually, the health that you and I have by being close to Jesus, the peace, the courage, the joy, the love, the changes that happens being close to the Lord, and because we're so stoked and happy and blessed, he opens doors and people see the light and you get favor, you get jobs, you get cars, things change, you know. And eventually you do better in this world, even financially. It may take a while. Some he withholds finances until we're going to be faithful to him. Test the hearts, he does. Man, I was broke forever, but blessed. <laughs> Learn to be blessed in that state until I learn to be faithful and learn the lessons that I needed to learn in those times. But, but just being close to Christ, think we begin to prosper. You will. You will. You will. It happens. You're watching. We're all living proof. You will. He's an equal opportunity God. But you and I have to choose to be close to him. But Hezekiah was so blessed, prospered, man, wealth, armies, the nations respected him, blessed. Hezekiah was blessed because he honored the Lord. What happened? Here, he finally comes to his end and it says he goes back to the house of the Lord or to the house of the Lord. I don't know how long it had been for, since he was there, but he goes back. It like this great army of the Assyrians had to literally come to the walls of his kingdom. Literally had to go to Jerusalem before he humbled himself. How did he, how did that happen to him? 
How does that happen to so many of us? Where we lose our first love. Where there was a time where Jesus was first. His will was first and ours. Oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Whatever you want, Lord, I'll do anything because you died for me on the cross. Anything. It's so easy for us to lose our first love. We see here that it took him almost losing the kingdom before he goes, humbles himself with tearing of his clothes, wearing sackcloth, and, it, and he went into the house of the Lord. We are told in other scriptures that it was his pride that got to him. That he was so successful, so blessed, that it got to his head. And so rather than acknowledging and understanding that every blessing that he had was from the Lord and the Lord's grace, unmerited favor, he began to think that his successes were because of himself. Scary, guys. Scary that someone can do so much good work for the Lord and then come to a place where God blesses his life and then he begins to think it, the success was because of him. It's scary. Success can be scary. In the world, all we think about is like money, success. You come to the Lord and you realize, is that really what's best for me spiritually? That I have money to buy whatever I want, whenever I want. Will that be what's best for me spiritually? Or will I forget the Lord and tend to pull away from seeking Him, praying to Him, walking with Him, sharing the gospel? Not everyone can handle success. And I remember for years asking the Lord to bless the ministry. But in the slow process of him molding my life, he taught me that I needed to learn to be hum more humble, more patient, more loving, more careful, more serious, more responsible before he can bless. And that it needed to be in his timing lest I be puffed up with pride. The Bible says, don't lay hands on anyone hastily. Don't, don't lay hands, meaning don't anoint and don't ordain anybody quickly, lest they be puffed up with pride, which is what the devil, Lucifer, sinned. Was his great sin was pride. He thought that he was someone, when the reality, all of us, are nothing and only God is something. Pride is, I believe, the root of all evils. And like I said before, it's self-sufficiency. Hezekiah stopped depending on the Lord and began to trust in himself. He began to lean on his own understanding rather than trusting in the Lord. He began to figure out his own life and his own problems by himself rather than seeking the Lord for his daily bread. Oh Lord, help us to learn to be humble as you are humble, Lord, to be meek and to seek you every day for our daily bread, spiritual, physical, in everything that we need, Lord.
the most one of the greatest signs of pride is a lack of prayer as Christians we cannot breathe without prayer we cannot breathe without communicating with the Lord every day so to separate ourselves from him and to spend very little if no prayer and they're just the quick ones while we're driving and the quick ones at dinner but there's no real sitting at the foot of the cross with the Lord it's like not breathing we can't succeed without it it is in those times of prayer where God breaks down our pride that we don't even know at times we have. Usually with pride, it's other people that recognize it in us before we do. Amen? But there's, very, there's, there's, there's proud attitudes that we can have. There's the mistreatment of others. There is the seeking of uh, satisfying ourselves and our needs rather than the needs of others. When we're humble, we're like servants with the Lord, seeking how we can serve others, bless others, care for others. When we're humble, like the Lord, we can receive correction without being overly hurt and overly or upset. He who is often corrected and hardens his neck, the Bible says, is a fool. Where spouses can't hear from the other spouse and there's no correction that can be had in the house without blowing up. Kids speaking to their parents with attitude or giving dirty looks or brushing off mom and dad. Mom and dad don't ever let that happen. Or their sin is your sin. I know they're cute, but still, they're sinners. Proverbs 16, verse 18 and 19 says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud before destruction comes pride but with humility comes honor being dependent on the Lord will bring you and I honor good honor when we spend time with the Lord, how can we forget that everything good that we have comes from Him? It's when we don't spend time with Him, when we begin to think, oh, you know, I have some change in the bank now, I have a good job, things are going well, got a house now, got a car now, oh, you know. Have some success in my life, oh. If we don't spend time with the Lord in prayer, those things will destroy us. And it's relevant to everybody. Everyone's different, you know what I mean? I read the story of Hezekiah, and I, I love the guy. He's a blessing, but there's such a huge warning. For me in this position, like I said, I'm terrified. And as I was seeking the Lord, you know, there's a difference between Hezekiah and you and I. The Holy Spirit dwelleth in us. And, will, and is with us as a guarantee that we are going to heaven. We have that, that guard of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that yearns jealousy. Thank God for 
his Holy Spirit in a believer's heart that says, what are you doing? Give God the glory. What are you doing with this selfish ambition, selfish thoughts? What are you doing? Holy Spirit does that, right? In Galatians 6, verse 3, it says, For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. If we think that we're something, we deceive ourselves. Philippians 2, verse 5 through 9, And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. We serve a humble king. We serve a humble king who took the role of a servant. And to be great in his kingdom is to be a servant of all. And so, again, we can't serve others if we don't even first serve the Lord. If we don't, we're not close to the Lord. We need to be close to the Lord in order to stay humble. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 29, verse 1 and 2, you've heard it before. Give unto the Lord, you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord the glory and glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So throughout scriptures, it's giving God the glory. Giving God the glory. God, if we want to be blessed by God, we need to be willing to give him the glory. Why are we praying for that thing? Is it for his glory or for selfish ambition? Something to pray about and think about. In Psalm 115, verse 1, it says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory, because of your mercy, because of your truth. And so, it's important to remain humble. And there's no other way to be humble than to pray like our Lord. There's just no other way. The Holy Spirit will give us humility. The Holy Spirit will give us humility. But we have to ask. And we have to submit to the Lord. And it will come. And when we're humble, the Lord pours out his grace. And grace is all that Hezekiah received in his life. Grace. Grace. And we should never, ever try to take the credit for God's grace. Ever ever it is by grace that we have a spouse it is by grace that we have clothing food and drink it is grace it is grace and it says that he went to the house into the house of the lord and the question is how important is the house of the lord you know the story gets turned around but when does it get turned around when Hezekiah goes into the house of the Lord. What's interesting about the temple of the Lord is that, remember when it was built during Solomon's time. I mean, David acknowledged, Solomon acknowledged, you know, no house can contain you, Lord. No building can contain the Lord. The Lord said it himself. No building can contain him. God is everywhere. He's omnipotent. God is in our homes. God is in our cars. He's, 
He's omnipotent. He's everywhere. All at once. Amen? He's everywhere. It is a blessing to pray at home. It is a blessing to find a secluded place and to go and to pray from time to time like the Lord did. But how important is a temple? Should we believe that this place with the four walls or whatever, that God doesn't bless this place? I agree with the statement. He's everywhere and he can't be contained in these walls. That's for sure. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.